श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवत की जाए बहुत प्रेमानंद After offering respects to him appropriately, he begins to answer the questions of the sages, Namisharanya, headed by Shonaka, they were asked in the previous chapter. So we've been discussing this at some length. And we're in the midst of his extended answer to the first two questions about what the scriptures say is the best thing to be preoccupied with and what the best thing to be preoccupied with in, in, in life in general is. And of course he's answered that Prem, Prem Bhakti is the, uh, is the goal of life, is what one should uh, pursue. And he's made quite an effort to distinguish that what we might call prema dharma from dharma in general. Hmm? The religious idea in general enjoined in the scriptures is um, very different from the parodharma that he is advocating here. But we can understand from his advocacy that this idea of parodharma, this prema bhakti, it's not uh, widely understood. At the time this was spoken, people were certainly of a religious frame of mind. So much so that their religious orientation practically became an became an impediment to their bhakti, to 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 prema bhakti. Hmm? So he makes a great effort to distinguish the difference between varnashram, between uh, following the general uh, scriptural mandates uh, that pertain to one's uh, duties. Uh, relative to one's particular physio-psychological makeup and, and so forth. A very tedious affair, and uh, the results of which are meager, really, in comparison to Prembhakti. At best, and when properly understood, he has explained this Varnashram, this Dharma Marg, Dharma Marg, if you will, same idea, is fruitful when it leads to liberation. So the means to say that there's a way of being engaged in the karma marg that produces a fruit that is more desirable, meaningful, that has some substance in comparison to that pursuit for material acquisition, which is something we that's here today, but it will be gone tomorrow. So what is that orientation then? He wants, he stresses that, he says that uh, dharma sihi apavargasya. Dharma is for apavarga, apavarga. The pavarga in Sanskrit means pa, 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 ba, ba, ma. Varga means like a, you know, like a, huh? Category. Category, consonant here. Hmm? The pavarga, so there's pa, 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 ba, and ma. And uh, they indicate, uh, if you take those consonants, apply them to different words, they can be uh, understood to summarize the whole of material existence, which ends, which ends with ma, mrityam, 
10. Work hard, get some work up a sweat, properly call it foam, like a horse. The horse works hard and the foam comes in his mouth and so forth. And uh, one becomes fear, ba, bhayam, fearful, and ultimately he dies. So the, the apavarga means then to contradict, con, con, counteract that whole pavarga, the whole of material existence. So when dharma is used for apavarga, it has some meaning. And how do we use, how do we tread the dharma marg in pursuit of apavarga? That is called nishkam karma. When we engage according to our karma and the scriptural injunctions that mandate certain types of actions for one type of karma and then a certain type of actions for another, karma again being the physio-psychological makeup that we have, when we do that without desiring the fruit, the carrot that is motivating most people to perform that, going to heaven, getting a good son, getting a good husband, as may be the case, good health and, and so on. Hmm? And there are two transcendental paths that lead to apavarga through the course of nishkam karma. That's jnana and yoga sadhana. And they lead respectively to brahman and paramatma aspects, features of the absolute. He's explained very carefully that 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 is so for the jnanis and for the yogis when there's a little admixture of bhakti. Hmm? Then there is the path of bhakti itself, Shruta Bhakti, which doesn't pass through Nishkam Karma Yoga. In other words, one doesn't have to engage in Nishkam Karma Yoga hmm? or Nishkam Karma, same idea, hmm? in order to tread the path of bhakti. One only needs faith hmm? in the efficacy of bhakti, which takes a lot because if you it seems so simple and you and you just unplug from the whole uh, Dharma Marg and all the injunctions there that that um, that that govern the whole of our human life and that um, uh, are uh, one who is connected with that was you know raised according to and you know you uh, and, and, and then beyond that, you don't have to do nishkam karma either, which is like that. Even, that is a big jump for the ordinary religious person hmm? to move from a religious orientation to a spiritual orientation to life, if you will. And in bhakti, he's coming very generously, and just with faith in bhakti, you, you forego those and just, just begin hearing and chanting and so forth. But it takes some faith, if you've been schooled otherwise, <laughs> particularly, to 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 em, 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 embrace that. It seems too uh, too simple. Hmm? Now, most of us haven't gone, haven't been raised in that kind of uh, orientation, so we're fortunate, and we come then to the emphasis on on tonight's verse, which is sadhusanga. So. It said dharma, dharma, what is it? Uh, uh, um, atato dharma jignasu. This is the beginning. To inquire about dharma. And when one is, has sufficiently inquired about dharma, then atato brahma jignasu. Then you can inquire about brahman. Hmm? Then atato rasa jignasu, you could say. Uh, so to go to rasa jignasu, to inquire about that, Without passing through either of these other is a huge leap, but it's possible by Sadhu Sangha. Hmm? Such is the power of Sadhu Sangha. So here in this section, hmm, he's described the absolute truth, Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavaniti, Shabdite, for different types of transcendentalists. Hmm? He's shown how 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 bhakti includes whatever is accomplished in in Dharma, in, in jnana, and in yoga. And and more so forth. He rested for a moment and said, "Tasmad." So therefore, Shrotavya Kiti Tavya Jaya Puja Stanitya Da. 
he emphasized hearing, chanting, and smaranam. Shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. You'll find in Bhagavatam throughout, these are the three things that are most emphasized amongst the Navalakshan Bhakti. There's Archanam and there's Vandanam and so forth. But these three are emphasized and they're very uh, relative to to uh, Rag Bhakti, hmm? which is what Bhagavatam ultimately takes us in the direction of. So, he said, so therefore, one should hear about, chant about, and meditate upon Shotavetakitabhyasadjayapujastanityada. Hmm? Bhagavan Satpatampati, he said. Hmm? We should hear about, chant about, meditate on Bhagavan Satpatampati. It says Bhagavan, not Paramatma, not Brahman, but Bhagavan. Hmm? And he describes that Bhagavan as Satpatampati. It's, uh, it's very endearing. He says, who's, who's, who's the, who's the Pati of the Satpata, of the devotees who are on, thoroughly honest? Satpatan is another name for devotee, probably used to say, who's thoroughly truthful. Dharma prajita kaitavutra paramo nirmat saranam satam. Forgoing all other cheating types of religion, cheating the self, they really are. Hmm? So one's thoroughly honest. So that person, Bhagavan Satpatam Pati, he, he's the protector of the devotee. This is the sorup lakshan of, of Sharanagati that or the maintainer, I should say. That Krishna is my maintainer. So with the idea that Bhagavan Satpatampati, I'm a devotee, I'm, I'm giving myself to the path of bhakti, and that's all I do. Hear and chant, remember about Krishna, and he will protect me. He will take care, he will maintain me, I should say. Pati, he's my maintainer. With this in mind, hmm, hear, chant, and remember. Hmm, with Sharanagati in place, hmm, giving your heart to that. Depend, it's a mood of dependence. This is the central uh, focus of Sharanagati. I'm a dependent entity. Hmm? And it's not a bad thing because uh, this, uh, what is the nature of Bhagwan? Hmm? To be de- dependent upon him and to acknowledge such, this is, this is a wonderful thing. So, like Gita says, what? That end of the fifth chapter, what does it say? That... Um, Suhidam Sarva Bhutanam He says Sarva Loka Maheshwaram I'm the controller of everything I'm the owner of everything All sacrifices are meant for me Sounds like Oh what's what's our position There's nothing for us And then he says That Suhidam Sarva Bhutanam But if you accept it then I'm your friend. So you become the friend of the person who owns everything, who enjoys everything. Your position is hand enhanced far beyond how it ever could be if you tried to be the owner of everything. You tried to be the enjoyer of everything, and so which is pretty much what material life is about. So this way, what he's been doing here is trying to awaken faith in bhakti. He's making a big effort hmm, to dismantle faith in dharma. <laughs> it's just a bhakti. In religion, like Krishna says, Sarva Dharman Puritya I was asked a question in North Carolina at Dristan uh, Rudrani's house that um, how to love how to love God, and so I lectured Sarva Dharman Puritya Mamika, give up religion. If you want to love God, Krishna says you have to give up religion. <laughs> so. This is what it's meant here. And moksha, yishami, and liberation, that's automatic, so don't worry about that either. Hmm? Um, give up religion in both senses, in terms of material fruits or in terms of doing it with nishkam without desire for the fruits. Hmm? Just love Krishna. It seems it's, so, it's, too, it's too simple. Hmm? But, like Prabhupada said, for the what for the... Honest person, what does he say? Simple for the honest person, very difficult for the crooked, something like that. So, bhakti doesn't advocate that we become simpletons, but we'd be a little simple-hearted. It's uh, bhakti is a kind of a really common sense thing, but common sense is not very common. So it escapes us, and it's not very overtly a big thing. You just serve. That's all. There's no big flash of big acquisition or uh, austerities and powers and and so on and so forth. Just serve. So, 
he's been doing this. He's been building faith. And, and now in this section, he's basically going through the different stages of bhakti, from shraddha to sadhusanga to bhajanakriya, anartanivriti nishta, and so forth. This is a section here, a few verses, half a dozen verses, that uh, Rupa Goswami draws his verses, two verses from in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where he gives those um, different stages of sadhana bhakti. Vishwanath Chakratitakas made a whole book out of that, called Madhurja Kadamini, hmm? analyzing those different stages. And here's the genesis of them. They come right here in Bhagavatam. So the first of these verses, he, um, which we did the other night in Aldarya, he, uh, in a, a very uh, kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a direct way, kind of summing up what has been said before, he tried to make a big push to uh, generate faith. Yad anudyasina yukta karma grantini bandhanam chindanti kobidastasya konakuryat kataratim. He emphasized that just by remembering Bhagawan, all your parabdha karma can be uh, removed. This is a huge thing because in other transcendental paths, then gyan and yoga, you cannot remove the parabdha karma by that. Hmm? But by bhakti you can. The greatest example, of course, in Gaudiya Sampradaya is uh, Thakur Haridas. Thakur Haridas was the, had the bad parabdha. Hmm? Why? Because he criticized Krishna for eating with his left hand and the Brahma Vimohana Leela. So he had to take birth, Brahma, as a Muslim, as an outcast. Hmm? He was thinking, this is not very pukka, very Brahminical, how these boys are behaving and the gods are giving so much attention to them and so forth. So, of course, as an outcast in Gaur Leela. Hmm? In Krishna Leela, he offended the form of Krishna. Hmm? But in Gorlila, nonetheless, the name came to him, Nam Acharya. This is the point that Rupa Goswami has made, that the name and the named are one and different, but at the same time, there is a difference between the name and the name. Another nice verse, Nam Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Shuddha Nityamukta Vinatvam Nam Namino. So the name and the named are the same. At the same time, there's a difference between the name and the named, and that is that the name is more generous than the named. Rupa Goswami says, even if we offend the named, Krishna himself, his form, his name may still come after us. So, Haridastakur Brahma, Brahma Mimohanlila is a nice example. In such a big way, the name came after him, arrested him. And he was pointed out to everyone by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the, as the Acharya, who teaches, that means by his example, the efficacy of, of Nam Dharma. And in the end, um, he passed from the world of his own will, having the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, holding his feet on his chest and saying, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, looking into his eyes. This was his request. Hmm? And his, he was compared to Bhishma in the scriptures. He knew his own time of death. And then Mahabhu took his body and, and embraced that body and danced with his body and personally dug the samadhi where the body would be placed and told everybody, worship this place. And so the, he's saying that just see the efficacy not only of bhakti but in particular of dar, of nam. Hmm? Uh, uh, these verses, two verses from Bhagavatam, Sikaho Bhattasapacho Togariyan. This verse, Yanama Deha Shravananu Kirtana Dit Pravanadyas Malanapi Kachit. Sadyopi Sadya Shravanaya Kalpati Kutapunaste Bhagavan Mudarshana. Aho Bhattasapacho Togariyan. These are talking about persons in low birth who become qualified for Vedic sacrifices simply by nam. It means their bad parabdha is removed. Hmm? Some good parabdha is maintained. They're qualified for Vedic sacrifice, but they're not interested in them. Hmm? Hmm? Um, some good parabdha is maintained so that in 
in that body they can develop power and cultivate that power into praying. Even Krishna may may give them some kind of karma. We call it shobana karma, beautiful karma. Hmm? The uh, arranged by him, just so that they can further their spiritual life. Because the body is karma. So you think, well, if the prabhu is gone, then what? Hmm? So Jiva Goswami makes the point in Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, commenting on Rupa Goswami's short section there about kleshagni, the efficacy of sadhana bhakti to remove suffering. Suffering as a result of karma, the genesis of which is avidya, ignorance. That suffering comes in the form of unmanifest karma that will come, and the manifest karma. So he says, it's all removed by bhakti. Hmm? Beginning with the prabdha, it means the bad prabdha. Start to go away first. Some good karma prabdha will be maintained. For example, you can't change who your father and mother are. That's the result of your karma. Right? Hmm? But the suffering from your your past that's that's your that should be bearing fruit now, or the full measure of it, then you can that can you can be saved from. But <laughs> at the same time, I made this point the other night. It's also possible to to change who your father and mother are in this birth. Hmm? That is that takes place in Bhavati. Mahaprabhu said, "Ainanda tanuja king karam patitamam vishameva bhambuva." I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. I want Nanda Maharaj as my father-in-law. So as we grow in bhakti, especially in bhava bhakti, then we'll start to identify with Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda, either in Gopi Bhav or Gopa Bhav, as our father and mother. They are the, the, the primal fathers and mothers, the, 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 the um, prime vessels and uh, examples of bodes of Vatsalya Rasa. So, you think, Nandramaj is my dad, and Majodi is my mom, and Rohini, and so forth. But then it will become more refined, of course. Everyone thinks that in Braj, that they are, the, they, are my, they are my father, they are my mother. But they have their own fathers and mothers, too, within the context of that. So, you can change your father and mother, and you must. Mm. Such is the power <laughs> of bhakti. Mm. Such is its efficacy. So, it's a powerful statement, in general, that bhakti will remove the prabdha karma. It's like, what? You know, nobody can, they can't remove that. Even the big jnanis and the yogis who are overtly very spiritual, it appears, and so forth. So, again, he, he, he makes a statement, uh, uh, about, he's really nice. He's remembering the pastimes. He's, and he, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur comments, you might remember and develop a liking for the pastimes of Krishna without even having faith in them find people go, I like the stories about Krishna, but they don't have faith in the efficacy or, or what that all means and the ramifications of it. If They're not treading the path of bhakti per se. But still, just with that, karma starts to be taken away. What to speak, he said, he said, what to speak of those who have faith and are systematically pursuing the path? Surely, they will be 100% successful. Hmm? So, then he says what? He says, Shu shu tonight's verse. Shu 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 shodadhanasya vasudeva kataruchi syan mahatsevaya vipra punyatirta nisheva. So second time he's addressed Sonaka as oh great Brahman. Atapumbi dvitasheshta varnashrama vibhagasa earlier he said. Here he says that Sanmahatsevaya Vipra. Vipra, he calls him, O Brahmana. So, this is a respectful title for Shonaka, the leader of the, the, the sages, the rishis who are inquiring and so forth. But at the same time, there's something implied here that, that, O big Brahman, O great Brahman, <laughs> there's a difference between the height of any one, the, of the position that one attains by being a great Brahman, and that being a small, if there could be such a thing, Vaishnava. Hmm? There's a big difference. There's this again. This is Varnashram is nowhere hmm? in relation to Bhakti. We heard a nice story, a nice explanation of the Braj Leela this morning, Gopal Champa, where there are all the different lines: women over here, the men over here, the old men here, the young men here, this type of man there, that type of woman there, and and so on and so forth. This is 
he was basically saying there that all this varnashram is external, the real feeling of Braj. We are all one. Hmm? We are all together. Hmm? We're all we're all in the, on the, in, absorbed in the same same thing. Hmm? So Vaishnavism transcends the Varnashram. Bhakti transcends Varnashram. Varnashram doesn't give Bhakti. No. Bhakti gives itself. And if we were to analyze very carefully what's the cause of Bhakti, the closest we could get to as to attributing a cause to the Bhakti in our life would be Sadhu Sangha. Vishma Chakravarti in his beginning of Madhuri Kramani is given a whole elaborate explanation of how bhakti is, is independent. Hmm? Like Bhagwan. Hmm? It's his Swarup Shakti. So it's not dependent on it. It's not dependent on a clean heart to come there for her to enter or any prerequisite. Uh, she, she's a haituki, as it's been mentioned here, hmm? without any cause. Hmm? Um, and as he analyzes it very carefully, he says, could be this? No, we said, that can't be the cause. Maybe this? No, can't be the cause. Krishna's mercy. Ah, that must be the cause. No, he, he said, well, uh, Sadhu Sangha, the devotee's mercy. He said, yes, but, yes, but Sadhu Sangha is a form of bhakti. <laughs> so, so bhakti is the cause of, of bhakti. But that is as close as we could get to cause. You kind of go in a big circle, you end up back in bhakti. In other words. So here, this is emphasized here. He says, Shushu so Sharadhanasya. So the, there's some overlapping. He says, uh, uh, hearing Shraddhanasya with faith. Vasudeva hmm? Kataruchi hmm? in such a way that one will develop Ruchi for Harikata, Vasudeva Kataruchi. To really get somewhere in the, pa- in the path. To get a taste. Hmm? And have one's bhakti driven by a taste, which is the ideal here in Srimad Bhagavatam. Rag bhakti is driven by taste, not by thinking about it, but by doing it automatically. And there will be a thinking that comes from that, a special kind of thinking and reasoning. Shastriyukti, we call it. It can answer all the questions. Hmm? So, to arrive at that, he's advocating here, going about this bhakti in a systematic way. And so first, uh, faith is awakened, and then what happens after faith is awakened? In order to culture that faith and to grow that faith, hmm, we bond with others of a similar faith. Hmm? Similar faith, uh, in, in, ultimately in all respects. Same faith means they, they, they're, they're Krishna bhaktas. Furthermore, they're Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's bhaktas. Hmm? And then their faith is coming from the same sadhu. The more you can get all those things together, the more the sangha becomes uh, conducive. Hmm? Same sentiment for Krishna, even. Hmm? Uh, and to put all those things together, then you've got a really potent kind of sadhu sangha. There's sadhu sangha before shraddha. It kind of goes without saying. Again, that gives bhakti. By sadhu sangha, we get sukriti. Hmm? Agyata sukriti, agyata sukriti. Then Shraddha is born, so to speak. And then we consciously seek the association of like-minded persons hmm? where our bhakti will flourish. Prophet oftentimes give example. If you have a business idea, you want to join with other people with a similar idea and get help and so forth. And uh, with like, like-minded association, we, we flourish. It's a common sense Thing. So this is a very, very uh, central. In, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it said that bhakti is born out of sadhusanga. Hmm? That's the faith that comes from sadhusanga. Now here we're talking about the faith is arrived at, and so we seek to, to, to grow it. Faith is tender at first. Hmm? So in sadhusanga, satam prasangam mamabira sambido, bhavanti ritkarna nasayana kata. So this is what's being described in Anukram, this is a verse from Bhagavatam, I just cited. 
Anukram means step by step. To go about this in a systematic way. Hmm? Step by step. From Shraddha to Rati. And Rati means Bhav and, 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 and Prem ultimately. So Satam Prasanga, Mamaviriya Sambhito. In the Satam Prasanga, the Sangha of the Satam, the devotees, Mamaviriya, the Kabila Dev is speaking to his mother. Mamaviriya Sambhito. My excellences, my my heroic acts, Mamavir, they're always being discussed. This is what the Sangha is about. Hmm? Uh, that uh, 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 Satam Prasanga Mamavirya Sambhido Sambhido uh, uh, it They Rasayana Kata hmm? They are always engaged in Rasayana. Rasayana means like a in Ayurveda it's like a like a rejuvenator. Hmm? Rejuvenating elixir. So this Harikata is called Rasayana Kata, he says. They're always engaged in this and they're getting exhilarated from this, rejuvenated from this. And Ritkarna, Rasayana Kata, because you're in their company, this is what they do, it goes in your ear, that Rasayana Kata. Hmm? It goes in, <laughs> from their heart it comes, it rises, and goes into your, into your ear. Hmm? Then it goes down into your heart. And then in that association, that can be cultured and grown and you can go step by step by step. So he says here, Shushu sho sharadana se vasudeva kataruchi syan mahat sevaya vipra punyatirta nishevna. Syan mahat sevaya, mahat seva, mahat seva dvara mahu vimukte stamo dvara yotitam sangi sangam. Rishabdev says in Bhagavatam. The dwaram, the door, hmm? to mukti, and he says, mahatsevam uh, dwaramahu, vimukti, not mukti, vimukti. It's a special kind of mukti. This is the mukti of the Bhagavatam. Mukti is one of the subjects of Bhagavatam. There's ten. Hmm? Mukti is one of them. Mukti ritvanyata rupam, svarupena vivastiti. Uh, uh, that, that mukti is defined in the second canto. Swarupena vivastiti. It's not mukti ritvanyata rupam. Removing the negative, the influence of karma, and something positive. Hmm? That means to attain bhava, to attain prema. Hmm? So, not the general idea of mukti. When Sarvabhoma became a bhakta, he could not even hear the word mukti anymore. He covered his ears. Hmm? He changed, he changed the word in the Bhagavatam. What is that? There's a famous verse in Bhagavatam. Tate nukampam susamikshamana bhujane vatmakritam vipakam hridvagvapu vihridam namaste jiveta yo mukti pade sadayabhuk mukti pade. That becomes your inheritance. Hmm? Who takes to bhakti and just whatever is his lot or her lot comes and go whatever suffering or enjoyment you're allotted. By the arrangement of Krishna, you take it. Hmm? No complaints. Huh? Hmm? The environment is friendly. Shridamar poetically described this verse. The environment is friendly. Hmm? Uh, then what, that person who proceeds in this way becomes the rightful heir to the to Vaikuntha, to Goloka. Hmm? So I mean, he, he comes through the Mukti Pade. Mukti at the feet of the Lord. So, anyway, Sarvabhuma couldn't te- tolerate the word. This is a way much Mahaprabhu has tested him. He tested him in terms of karma and jnana. Is his bhakti, is my conversion of Sarvabhuma to bhakti such that he's still covered by jnana or karma? He tested him in terms of karma because he, in the early in the morning he brought Mahaprasad. There's so many rules before eating prasad. One has to bathe and say his prayers and according to the Dharma Marg, but Mahaprasad, hmm? taking Mahaprasad, that is actually bhakti, so there's two approaches to the deity. There's the bhakti approach, and then there's the other, uh, like, smarta approach, and so forth. So, anyway, so he just took honor Prasad. So Mahaprabhu was very satisfied. Then this verse idea came, Mahaprabhu tested him. He crossed out the word in the Bhagavatam. And Mahaprabhu said, we're very pleased that you don't like mukti, but don't take it like that. You can't change the Bhagavatam. Change your thinking about it. Mukti pade, liberated at the feet of Bhagavan, means in bhakti. Hmm? 
So, Mahatsevam Dwara Mahur Vimukte, Srishabhat says, the Dwaram, the gate, the door to Vimukti, hmm? a special kind of Mukti means devotional service, praying. Hmm? The door to that is Mahatseva. Hmm? And there's a door that goes the other way, Yoshita Sangi Sangam, Association for Worldly Pursuits. Hmm? Uh, Tamodwaram, he says. That's the, that's the gate downward. Hmm? So this is the entrance way, this Sadhu Sangha. It gives us faith. Once that tender faith is, is arrived at, then it has to be protected. Hmm? So, Sadhu Sangha. So, Syan Mahat Seva Yavipra. Syan Mahat Seva, he says. Syan, this is the way, Mahat what is it? Mahat Seva. By which, hearing about Vasudev, you will get a taste. Hmm? So, we should uh, cultivate this fashion of Seva. Hmm? Um, throughout the scriptures, this is emphasized. The word Tirtha here, Punya Tirtha Nishevana. Sian Mahat Seva, Punya Tirtha Nishevana. He's saying that the, 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 the service to the saints, that's really the, this is the pilgrimage. This is what it's all about. Tirtha means Tarati, to cross over. It's like a ford to cross over the river in a certain place. You can cross here. Hmm? Um, it's like a, you know, like another dimension or something. Like you know, you fly with a Bermuda Triangle or something. Really? There you, you enter into another. So the Tirtha, the crossing, is, is like like this. Hmm? And. The same root that this word is derived from we found in find in Avatara, Tarati, hmm? descending down. So this gateway is open. Hmm? So Krishna sheds light on the Tirtha, the place, the way to go. And Tirtha means also, in the, according to the Sanskrit lexicon, means Guru. Hmm? So here he's advocating Syan Mahatsevayap. Tirtha Punya, Tirtha Punya, Tirtha Nishevan. It's real service is done, he said, hmm? by serving the Tirtha, which is the Mahat Seva. This is the, if you go to the place of pilgrimage, you say, well, you didn't go if you went there and took a bath. Hmm? But if you bathed in, in Harikata by hearing from the sadhus who resided that, that make the place holy, then you've gone there. Otherwise not. Hmm? It's just uh, eye exercise or whatever, leg exercise, a bathing exercise, <laughs> and so forth. You know, the Mother Ganges was fearful at the uh, request for her to descend that people would bathe in her and she would be polluted by all their bad karma. Hmm? But she acquiesced and agreed to come when it was pointed out to her that saints will also reside along your shores, hmm? along your banks, and they will bathe in your waters. Hmm? And so for that she came. Hmm? And she wasn't afraid then. Hmm? That was her, uh, an inoculation, so to speak. Oh, if the sadhus will live along my shores, along my bank and bathe in me, and everybody else can come and dump their sins there, I will not be, I will not be contaminated by that. Such is the power of their sangha. Hmm? So everywhere, everywhere this is mentioned. It's, we call it Vaishnavism. So it's about, at its root, serving Vaishnavas. So here he emphasizes this point of uh, Sadhu Sangha to the extreme. Hmm? Rupa Goswami concludes his whole section on Rag Bhakti. He says, Bhakta Kripaya. This is, can only be gotten by the Kripa of the devotees, by the mercy of the devotees. Hmm? So from Shraddha yesterday, or the last class, to Sadhu Sangha today. Any question? Yeah. It's about the, the you know you quoted that verse from the second canto about uh, the, like the positive end side of mukti. How does it end? Vyavasi or something that verse. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. Who created Panditarupam Swarupena Vyavasti to you? 
I read something on the internet, and I was wondering, when Krishna kills the demons, um, you said also in your Bhagavad Gita commentary that when he kills the demons, Baladev Vidyabhushan says that the reason why they get liberation is because they, you know, he kills their material body and their subtle body. Their subtle body. So I was wondering, why do they get liberation if their if their material body and their subtle body are destroyed, but they haven't gotten that positive end of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they, 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 we find the demons get different types of liberation. For one, hmm? they don't all get. Bhakti, necessarily. I was saying, say, 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 so that's a kind of devotional mukti. According to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the sayuja, according to Bhagavatam, the sayuja is, is rejected. Sayuja means the merging in Brahman. Hmm? Right? Mm-hmm. So you say they don't get that, they didn't cultivate that. That's, I mean, something beyond that. That's, that's another thing. So if you if remove the, 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 the subtle body and the gross body, what's left then Brahmagyan, a unit, you're a unit of Brahmagyan, Brahma, Brahma, Brahmananda, so they attain the Brahmananda, they attain Bra- Brahman. Why should they get bhakti? Unless Krishna wants to specially bestow that on them in certain instances like Agasura, Putana, and so forth. I was wondering, because in, in your commentary in the Gita, it says that Baladev says they, their, their material body and subtle body are destroyed and they're left with pure love of God, which is why they achieve the I didn't understand how they're... Well, Baladev has a, a different idea about Sayuja in his commentary on Govinda Basha. He, he, he kind of a, takes a Madhva perspective on Sayuja, not the Gaudiya perspective as is given, for example, in Chaitanya Charitamrita as something undesirable. So he sees Sayuja as like the basic idea of being absorbed in being absorbed in being non-different from the Godhead in terms of being consciousness and this is the basis of all types of um, devotional liberation and so forth. He puts it, casts it in a kind of a positive uh, light. But um, uh, Krishna can uh, give them whatever he wants. Uh, uh, And I think Baladev's point there is that they're, they're, they're Material body, their subtle body, and containing all their, all the prabd and all the past, aparabd and so forth is destroyed, and they see him, and in a moment they like him, <laughs> they care for him, and I mean they're preoccupied with him. The demons that are killed by Krishna, I mean, you know, this guy's like the pot of people or something. Maybe they're going to be born at some point in Krishna Leela as a big agasura or something like that. You know, of course they're they're. Very um, well, yeah, like Kamsa Vaishnava Paradis. But anyway, anyway, Krishna can do as he likes. Hmm? He gave up Putana Batsalya Bhakti, some kind of Batsalya Bhakti on the outer edges of the of the of Koloka. Hmm? And what did she do? So that example is given. Of, wow, who would approach anybody else? She approached him with such an inimical idea in mind. Nonetheless. He gave. So there's two ways to get praying. It's another way to think about it, or bhava. Hmm? One is by sadhana, one is by Krishna Kripa. Krishna can show special mercy, and one doesn't do any sadhana, and you get praying. We shouldn't count on that, but it does happen. Another question? Yeah. That analysis from dharma, jignasa, brahma, jignasa, dasa, jignasa, is it? Sridhar Maharaj's own analysis of Vedanta Sutra? No, no, it doesn't come from Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj. That's the general um, idea. There's the Karma Mimamsa and then there's the Uttar Mimamsa. So the Uttar means the, the, the Purva Mimamsa 
and karma and, and uttar. Uttar means later and purva means earlier. So the earlier discourse or whatever dissertation is all about dharma. And you have to pass through that and then, just like uh, you, you, you want a good husband, Raj? No, but let's say you did. So we say, okay, here, you, here's what you do. You perform this sacrifice and gather these things from here and face north on a full moon night, you know, and chant Halibo and uh, exactly like this, and you know, and then you're going to get a good husband. Hmm? And then go and you know, meet the man of your, your dreams, so forth. So um, then you get it. So what's the real fruit that you get? Really, is not the thing, but the faith in the scripture. Ah, wow, this works. So I follow this. And then we see people don't follow it and they get bad results. So, okay, so I have faith in Scripture. And so the, so the Dharma Jignasa's inquiry into how to be religious and, and you're getting all these things, it's working, and, 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 and so forth. So you develop faith in Scripture then you look more deeply into it. And then you have an inclination and when your whole life, human life is colored with religious consideration of gods and goddesses and you, you don't see yourself as independent in your pursuit of sense enjoyment, your senses in order for them to uh, enjoy sense objects, depend on the macrocosm, you need light to see and to honor the sun and so on and so forth. You get in that frame of mind of living with gratitude and, and, and so forth. Then you're in a position to inquire further Hmm? I mean, if, if people are people, a general tendency is to be material absorbed. So if you just go to them and say, material things are, you know, not where it's at. Give them up, and you know, it's hard to listen to. So the beginning is of the scripture is the Veda and so forth. How to get material things in consideration of God? So there's some sacrificing there. You can get them, but you have to sacrifice like this. Hmm? Not just like go after them, mm-hmm. and then that's not a good system anyway. You might not get what you want, but this way you could get it. So you develop faith in the scripture. So Dharma Jignasu then leads to Brahma Jignasu, and this is how Ramanuja would explain explain the sutras. Bali makes the point: yes, or by Sadhu Sangha intervention, then so powerful immediately you can make Brahma Jignasu or Rasa Jignasu. If you will, Sridhar Maharaj used the term Rasa I hadn't heard anybody else say that. But. Another question? Yes. I didn't forget the point of Shonakarishi being addressed as a great Dhamma. He's saying, he said earlier, He said, oh, my dear Brahman, great Brahman, Varnashram is a waste of time. <laughs> oh, best of the Brahmins, Varnashram is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. The sum and substance of it, all of it is satisfying Hari. And you can't satisfy him very much by Varnashram, so why not do it directly? Mm-hmm. He says, therefore, do bhakti. So here again he says, oh, great Vipra, so some just wants to distinguish between the two paths. You see, they all assembled in the beginning, as it's mentioned in the first uh, chapter. This is the thousand-year sacrifice. Sahasram, what is it? Uh, Swaragaya, they were, they were for, for, for attaining heaven. Hmm? That's what they were there for. And then, of course, the Romaharshana offended Balaram. Balaram dismissed him. And then he placed his son, Sutta, Ramaharshan Sutta, Sutta Goswami, on the seat. Hmm? And his position was different than that of his father. Father's. He had heard from Sukadev. Hmm? And so his presence there caused the sages to ask in a different way. Hmm? And not about Svarga and so forth. So that there's this crossing over, the whole thing is this crossing over from Varnash, from ordinary Dharma. To Prem Dharma. Hmm? Very nice. What else? 
Yes. Uh, both Brahma and Indra offended. Both who? Uh, Brahma and Indra offended Krishna during his pastimes. Brahma and Indra offended yeah. Krishna. So, uh, Brahma got mercy. He uh, appeared at Haridas Thakur, but Indra seems not to appear during all Krishna. Because he wasn't sincere in his apologies. It's brought out in the Bhagavatam commentaries. Indra was not sincere in his commentary in his apologies. Therefore, again he offended Krishna in the Dwarka when Krishna went to heaven and stole the Parijata flower for Satyabhama. Remember? And Indra was wanted to fight with him and so forth. So it means that this position of Indra is not not good, not desirable. <laughs> it's full of uh, potential for envy and so forth. The Bhagavad wants to emphasize that point. Brahma's position, well, you're, you're doing pretty good there. Hmm? Brahma's always worshipping Narayan, not Narayan, but yeah, well, Vishnu. Uh, and they say, from Brahma's planet, everyone goes to Vaikuntha, but not from Indra's planet. It's much, much lower position, Indra's position, and it's full, it's, you know, it's arrived at by desire for material acquisition. So as long as we have desire for material acquisition, then we have some envy in our heart that's going to come out. Hmm? He has, and I don't have. Indra is full of this in Bhagavatam. So that position of Indra wants to be emphasized. Again, it's the same point. Forget this stuff. Forget Indra is as high as you could get in this whole Varnashram. It's, well, Brahma's like the highest. You say, they say, you know, what is it, a hundred lifetimes of perfectly exiting the Varnashram, which is impossible. <laughs> you get the idea is you get the position of Brahma from there. So Indra's position attaining, you know, the chief of heaven, the biggest guy in all the heavens, is a bad position. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost counter to bhakti. To be too, too good in Varnashram is a, is a problem for bhakti. It's another message. Too, too much attached to that, then you think, I can't, if I don't do these rites and rituals, something will be wrong. I, I, so, and bhakti's covered by that. That's not what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Gyan Karmadi Anabritam. So these are positions. Hmm? Brahma's position, Indra's positions that are being analyzed in the Bhagavatam. I want to say Brahma's position is better than Indra's. So, all right, we'll stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Ki Jai. Jai Si Bhaktivedanta Sami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhaktivedanta Siddhadi Gosami Maharaj Ki Jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Bhakti Vinod Paribar Ki Jai Gold Premanande Jai Rao Ji Jai Gopal